through Isaiah that one day someone would come and free those who are captive. We see Jesus quoting those words in the synagogue, adding those vital words that today in your hearing the scripture is fulfilled. And as I said at the beginning of the service, a further text comes to mind from the Lord that the Lord is spirit. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Now I'm going to say a few words this morning which incorporate very much my personal hopes and visions and beliefs regarding this church consultancy. One of my greatest passions is that as a result of a self-reflection, prayerfully and within all that God gives us, we can feel free, liberated, because that is what God wants us to feel. Free and liberated. Free from all those things that are designed to cause us to be trapped, cause us anxiety, because we worry about what happens if, and so on. And so, I believe the Lord is saying to us at this time, three things in particular. The first thing, and it comes very much out of our Bible studies, through the Apostle Paul, where Paul, time and again, contrasts the law of the Old Testament with the grace that comes through Jesus Christ alone. And Paul is at great pains to proclaim grace through our Lord Jesus Christ as having absolute supremacy over all things. And so the first thing I believe Paul is saying to us in 2 Corinthians is this. In Jesus Christ, you are free from burden and guilt. Now what is Paul saying here? Paul is contrasting the Old Testament law with the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is saying that no matter how hard we try to observe the laws of God and the various things that have been added by the religious leaders over a long period of time, we will fail to live up to them. 
Human nature is not strong enough. And as you look through the Old Testament, you will see the law given to Moses, but then you will see that law being added to multiple times. And so a huge list of laws and regulations and rules are laid down and the religious leaders of the day as expecting people to live up to this overwhelming burden of rules and regulations that say how you should dress, that say what you should eat, that say how you should eat it, that say how you should behave in the synagogue or other meeting place. There's countless rules and regulations. And it is overwhelming and there is no way that human beings are able to follow this weight of regulation and law. Furthermore, Paul goes on to say that it is in the failure to live up to those serious expectations that will never ever be fulfilled that causes within the individual a terrible sense of guilt. A terrible sense of guilt. Because we have failed to live up to the laws of God. We have failed to observe faithfully the rules and the regulations that go with the expression of that Jewish faith. And we failed and therefore we have dishonoured God. I feel terrible. I feel terrible. And so there is a sense in which guilt takes over. And if, as is the case with most of us, we are aware of some horrendous failings in the way that we've lived our lives, then we feel even more guilty to the point whereby we just feel that there is no way that God will forgive us for what we've done. And so this overwhelming burden of guilt and burden is taken away by realising and accepting God's gracious love and forgiveness as a gift. Not something that you can ever earn, no matter how hard you try, no matter how many traditions you keep, no matter how you think of church life with all its rules and regulations and conditions, none of that is important alongside the need to accept as a gift from God the love, forgiveness and full grace that he gives to every one of us who call upon his name. And so instead of trying to earn favour with God, instead of trying to earn salvation with God, and we cannot do either. The message is a simple one. It's a wonderful one. But you have to realise it. 
And that is that God loves you. And if you bow the knee to him and seek his forgiveness, you are forgiven because Jesus himself has paid the price of your sin and my sin through his sacrificial death upon the cross. Secondly, Paul is at pains to point out that it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, through that wonderful sacrifice of his, that we, the people of God, do have available to us the freedom from the power and consequence of sin. We are free from the power of sin, but we wouldn't be if we were trying to do the right thing all the time and nothing else, that we don't look any, to anyone outside of ourselves, that so we simply strive to do what is right all the time, because we're not going to do what is right all the time. We haven't the power. Because Jesus himself said, the ruler of this world is Satan. And let us recognize that as a fact. Because it is in recognizing that fact that we are able to conclude, are we not, that our individual power is not as great as Satan's. But the power of our God is infinitely greater. And if we pray for God's power to rain down upon us and to fill our hearts, then we can break free of the power of sin. We can say no to Satan. We can say no, no, no. Get thee behind me. Because we say that in the power of God. And we say that in the certainty of God. And we can prove that by the way that we live our lives within the guidance, the wisdom, and the power and strength of God himself. We can also break free in Jesus Christ from the consequences of sin. Now there is an internal and an external aspect of this. The internal one is something that we've all felt I can say this without any doubt because this is human nature. But if we knowingly act outside of the will of God, then we know, that's the first thing, and secondly, we begin to feel very, very bitter and unhappy. Take forgiveness as an example. There are many people who find it hard to forgive someone else. Let's be perfectly honest, we all do, do we not? Can we all think of someone or something that we find it impossible almost to forgive? 
And let's go a step further to say impossible to forgive. The unforgiving spirit which sadly dwells in so many people, even people within the Church of Christ, is deeply unattractive and it is profoundly wrong. Because Jesus Christ came into this world to save sinners. He came to save the lost. He didn't do that through conquering military power or conquering political power. He did that through the sacrifice of his own life through love. And it is love that matters. Paul says in Galatians that the only thing that matters, the only thing that matters is faith expressing itself through love. You'll find that in Galatians chapter 5. The only thing that matters is faith expressing itself through love. And those who find within the strength of God and themselves to forgive, they become beautiful people. They become attractive people. And Jesus himself recognises this when he says, as he does in his own ministry, that those who forgive much will be forgiven much, for they demonstrate they have loved much. Not word perfect, but that is the essence of what Jesus says at one point in his ministry. We are called upon to rid ourselves of the ugly things that are so easy to take into our hearts and to replace them with the beauty of God himself. But also we break free of the consequences of sin in the sense that if we live within the power and the will of God, then our actions, our thoughts, our words will not be adding to the weight of the world's sin. You all know that uh, statement where no one is an island. You know the statement that there is not one thing that we do that doesn't affect someone else. Well, logically, logically, therefore, if we are living outside of the will of God and are doing the very opposite by what we think, what we say and what we do, we are actually adding to the problems of this world. And I don't want to add to the problems of this world. There are enough problems as there is. And I believe that the people of God need to be serious with God on this. And to, it's, a, it's an old-fashioned phrase. I, I, forgive me for the old-fashioned phrase. But should live, seek to live holy lives. Seek to live holy lives, that we may break free in Christ from the consequences of our thoughts and actions and words. And thirdly and finally today, Jesus says in the Gospel of John that the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. The Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. 
Now, if we twin that with Paul's statement that where that the Lord is spirit and where the spirit of God is, there is freedom, then we can see what true freedom is. True freedom. True freedom is not the ability just to do what you want. That is not true freedom. That is false freedom. We live in a country today that has spent the past 40 years going through a whole range of legislation causing freedoms that were unheard of and unthought of a few years before that. But what has happened is that people have misunderstood the freedom. And so all too often freedom has become license. License to do what you want. And if anybody tries to stop you to do what you want, then you can quote a freedom to defend yourself. And so much of the moral ground so much of the holy ground of God has been lost because human beings have not understood what true freedom is. And furthermore, as the people of Christ, if we believe, as we do, that Satan is the ruler of this world and we practice our freedom through what we want to do, then Satan will be delighted. Because he is, he is saying, wow, I don't have to do anything here. They're doing it for me. They're not following God's ways. They're following their own selfish desires, their own selfish ways. Freedom in Christ is very, very different. Freedom in Christ is to live for God and to have the power to live for God. That power comes from God. We need to ask for that power of God into our hearts and lives. We have to submit ourselves to him. We have to be open to him. And if that means that we will walk into a range of new experiences, then so be it. Because if we are truly trusting God, and we truly believe that it is God who is guiding us, then those new, experience are, new experiences are where we need to be. Where we must be. And consequentially, therefore, what we have walked away from needs to stay back there. And we need to be ever more faithful in Christ, through whom we are offered freedom 
to live as true people of God. That is the choice that we've all got. Let us be serious about this, challenge ourselves to it privately, and to put all that into the melting pot as we seek to reflect upon our lives together and the future of this fellowship and this site. And may God be praised for all that he is and all that he does. So let us sing to appreciate.